Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. We're back, Gabby. Woo, 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 we sure are. Not at all depressing. No. <laughs> we did it. We did it. It was great. So today we're going to talk to Tom Ballard. You may know him from such projects as Tonightly, which was uh, on ABC, and yep. uh, Triple J. He used to host Breakfast on Triple J, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, he sure did. And he's also like a world-renowned stand-up comedian that also mm. happens to be a Very, big. very good at his job. Hello, yes. Tom. Hey, mates. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Sorry. That was like an extra swear. $3 for me. Thank yeah. you so oh. much, Tom. Just to contextualise for the fun. listeners, uh, Gabby told Tom that this podcast is sponsored by the word fuck, mm. that every yeah. time uh, yeah. he says it, she gets a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This was it's, after it's, she asked me what blood type I was. So we don't have to explain. Bit of it. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to explain more than that. I mean, it's a blinds trust. It's fine. Like, <laughs> we don't have to tell them who sponsors it. It's all good. <laughs> so, legit. Yeah, um, it works for the government. It works for us. Shut up. We're going to go to an ad break and we'll be back after this. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. So, Tom... Um, yes. how you, how you got, how's your life been over the last two and a half years? Oh, um, hasn't been ideal, Charles, I will say. It's been, um, fun, uh, exciting, thrilling, a wonderful challenge and a chance to grow creatively and just have great mental health the whole time, I'd say. Yeah. So you've obviously <laughs> t- taken up lying. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So, it's so fucking boring. I'm not doing the comedy festival this year, and I and I am oh. very grateful for that because I feel like I I honestly have no idea what to say. I did I did a show last year that was all about 2020 and how insane 2020 was from the bushfires to COVID to Black Lives Matter, and but, but like honestly, I have no idea whether any audience is interested in anyone saying anything about fucking anything mm. at this point. So <laughs> well, though, I, I just I got nothing for you. I yeah. went to <laughs> what was left of the Melbourne Comedy Festival last year. And I reckon part of the best part about um, the comedy festival is watching comedians actually just talk about their mental health and how depressed they got and everything. It was quite. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a completely different tone because usually, sort of comed- especially male comedians, use mental health as a sort of. Oh, isn't it funny that you know, like, like they sort of they're using their com- comedy as their sort of therapy. Whereas this time it was, mm. they sort of actually got down and and were more vulnerable about it. It was quite mm. quite a nice change. I thought. I thought maybe actually we'll get more sort of subtle Hannah Gadsby style comedy out of this pandemic. Maybe I was well. Twenty twenty itself, I did sort of okay. I got through it okay. It was sort of novel, and I was sort of chucking along okay. And then the second half of twenty twenty one, I I hit some real some real weird mm. areas. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it just yeah, really hit me like like nothing else. I, this, I was supposed to write this book, uh, this deadline pressing down on me that I um, could not do 
could not get out of bed, watched all of Game of Thrones again. Nice. And just ventured into some really um, unexplored parts of my brain in quite a bad way. So if I was to do a show this year, it would be a lot of, oh, Tom was sad. <laughs> you, but you, you were living in Melbourne, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, yeah. The, yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for you guys, and I'm sure it was really tough or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me when you've... Uh, You've been in there for what, 150 well, days or something? There yeah. were there were moments there where we weren't allowed to have full pool parties um, under our <laughs> lockdown rules. So it was pretty. That must have been tough. It yes. was tough, yeah. And I don't know about you, but this summer the supply chain has, has been fucked. Like I went to the local Woolies the other day, and there was none of the good caviar left, oh, and no. like just the lumpfish caviar. And there was oh, no s- smoked salmon left and no creme fraiche. They could clean out of creme fraiche. We had to use How will sour you cream. make caviar stroganoff? What are you making? Oh, we, were <laughs> making potato blinis. we were making potato blinis. And I don't even know what that is. And we had to use um, lump fish fucking caviar rather than oh. the good shit. Tell you what, I'm fine with this supply chain issue, to be honest, because I've been eating just completely processed, boxed and canned shit for as long as I've been alive. So, like, I don't even go. Like, when they were like, oh, it's affecting the fresh food section, I was like, oh, that's fine. That's not going to affect me at all. <laughs> yeah, um, right. yeah. You guys I'm had chicken a lot in a of, can. Um, <laughs> A lot of emails from my food delivery service are saying, hey, we've had to change one of the ingredient items in your thing. Like, I don't give a shit. Don't, don't yeah. email me. Just yeah. deliver the box. Don't look me in the face. Leave me away. Let me eat the same food that I cook, quote unquote, every single week. Please, yeah. that's the system that we've set up. Respect Did you that. see how somebody got um, ordered celery and it got swapped out for celery seeds? And it was like, you've got <laughs> celery for a lifetime. It's, like, it's the long game. Yeah. yeah right. It's the, you wanted celery, you'll we'll have, give you an endless supply. You'll have <laughs> celery eventually. <laughs> yeah. We, you don't have chicken, but here are some eggs that yeah. you could uh, use. So, wait a minute. If you're not Plant doing, them. if you're not doing stand up this year, like, like mm. Melbourne Comedy Festival, what do you do? Are you going to tour or you've just given up on that as well? <laughs> I've given up on the very concept of comedy. Yeah. There'll be no laughing. Um, no, it's, um, it's. oh, I think it's fine for people to know. The, the project itself has been announced. A little TV show called Deadlock, which the Cates, um, who did the catering show and Get Kraken, have written. And that's going to be filmed in Tassie. And I've got a medium role in that. Uh, but I'm not allowed to leave the state of Tasmania for four months in case I get caught up <laughs> or c- catch COVID itself or get trapped in some kind of... Uh, Victorian quarantine facility in the middle of the desert. Um, so yes, to, in order to not disrupt production, I just get to hang out in Tassie for four, four months, occasionally shooting a funny TV show, and uh, yeah, that's going to be the first six months of my 2022. So that sounds I, amazing. I cannot complain. Yes, no, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about it. it. Should be really fun. Is this Congratulations. New, is this a new way for Tasmania to uh, prevent, you know, population loss? Is it that <laughs> they actually just lock people in? Yes, I can't leave, and I have to fuck someone I'm not related to. This is part of the contract. Yes. I think this is more like the national version of the international Marvel situation. Remember when like the whole world went really nuts in America, and then the Marvel studios were like, "You know where we should move? Australia." Mm. This is Australia, like maybe. if Australia was the entire world, and film production companies were like, "You know where we should move? Tasmania. That's <laughs> it's going to be fine." And I think you'd be great. Tasmania. Yeah. Pop over it's, to the Daintree, come back and film your show. It'd be great. It'll be it'll be good. I'll try and track down Bob Brown, see if I can Ooh, get an interview with him in yes. Egg and Bacon Bay. Yeah, that's the dream. Uh, so, awesome. so 
one of the other projects that you're doing at the moment is a new podcast. So you've already you've st- you've already, you still got the other one, the the one about explain like I'm a six year old, don't you? Yes, yes, yeah. that's sort of limping along. It's um, it's I would describe it as occasional. What do you mean <laughs> limping sporadic. along? That's that's a lovely <laughs> podcast. No, I love I like doing it. I just it's uh, it, it, there used to be a weekly release schedule, and that um, that sort of has oh. fallen by the wayside. Yeah, but but, um, but we're in the, living the in a pandemic, nice. Tom. You were yeah, supposed we're to write a, a book. Pandemic. You didn't Shut write a book. Like, you don't do anything anymore. <laughs> I can't release a podcast. I'm not writing a book, guys. <laughs> give, me, give me some space. <laughs> Are you going to finish the book, by the way, or is that not is that a bit sensitive? In theory, the book could still happen. The editors were extraordinarily patient and understanding, and they said, hey, give it another crack if you want, and we'll try and um, shoot for the end of this year. So that is that is still um, in the schedule, in theory. Okay, so so but your new podcast is called Serious Danger, and yes. does that mean that it's serious? Is it serious? Is that what's going on? Is this the new Tom Ballard? <laughs> I think I've left behind... Any idea that I don't take myself seriously a long time ago. And um, yes, I tell funny jokes about my penis, but also I'm a voice of a generation. And I'm trying to make the world a better place. Mm. And um, uh, the podcast is, it is, it is funny. I, I think we have, we have fun making it, but it is supposed to be a podcast about the Australian Greens and a look at Australian politics from a Greens perspective. And I do it with my friend Emerald Moon, and she knows that that's a funny name for a Greens member to have. Mm. Uh, she's a hippie from Byron Bay. And... Mm. Uh, also a former Greens candidate and a very smart lady, and we get to talk about uh, yeah what's happening with the Australian Greens and what we would like the Greens to do, why the Labor Party sucks and why the Tories are evil. So it's fun for everyone. Because <laughs> I must say, I reckon yeah, cause you and Emerald had this amazing chemistry together and, it, yeah, it's fantastic when you sort of listen to you talking about everything. And then you get these really boring Greens candidates on. Why do you do that? <laughs> Uh, um, we were having this conversation. Emerald makes the point because she she works for she's a staffer for a, a political for a Greens MP in the state, great state of Queensland. I'm so sorry. And sorry. Um, yes, indeed. And so she's constantly consumed, and I would I would say living in the world of Greens politics far more than I am. And uh, when I say, hey, maybe we should have a candidate on for this election that's coming up, she's like, oh god, fine if we have to. But. There are great Greens candidates out there, and you know, even if they do their little stump speech. <laughs> By the way, again, he's not at being least held they're not robots he- who are accepting money from the fucking banks, bro. What? What? Yeah. yeah you hurt me. Wait, Charles, we have a whole campaign about how shit the banks are, and you're sitting there like, what? They're accepting money from banks? <laughs> yeah. It's like their whole bit. Wait, they're man, like, wait, we wait, don't no, like coal companies. We will take their money, though. Thank you. But wait, no, but I don't understand why. Other people accepting money from banks makes it interesting to have boring people on your podcast. Like, Look, like, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. That's a, good point a bit well of a logical fallacy with that. there. Like, <laughs> Look, you can't say that Greens candidates or MPs are boring. Sometimes they're very interesting, like Lydia mm. Thorpe. Not in a good way, in a political, <laughs> in a political respect. And sometimes I'll tweet some shit that yeah. you go, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> but... If, if you ignore that, if you look at the policies and you know, focus on that and, uh, and think about how maybe they could be just a little bit different and make things uh, less shit and uh, a party that actually you know, cares about the planet not burning, mm. um, then hang on to that, I say. Would, That's would what gets nice. me through anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just a I mean, honestly, I'll just settle for some less corruption, to be honest. That would be <laughs> a good place for me to start. Less corruption would be lovely. Great start. 
Mm. And hey, you get you know the you know no corruption with the Greens because they're they're never going to win. <laughs> so it's um it's actually a perfect it's actually a perfect system. <laughs> I'm probably not allowed to say that. So That's you, fine. We can cut it if you really want us to. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely not going to cut there. But no, but I reckon that begs the question: if they're never going to win, why should anyone support the Greens? Like, no. isn't it a bit of a sort of loser strategy? Yes. Well, that was a um, a little bit of a. <laughs> a little bit of a joke, a bit of a lull there from the comedian. <laughs> Obviously, the Greens aren't going to win government anytime soon, but Greens candidates totally can win. They have been winning across local councils and state and state elections and, um, you know, even just look 10 years ago uh, where the Greens were. And the more Greens we have in Parliament, the more influence they can have and the better a Labor government would be. And when you get Greens into government, like in the ACT, for example, really, really good shit happens. Mm. Um, and... I understand why some people say, you know, no, I'm, I'll, uh, even though I'm a left-wing person, the Labor Party kind of sucks, I will swallow that down because they're going to win government and it's the best chance for hope. I, I understand that argument. That's fine. But for me, it's like, you know, for paying membership every year, to get out of bed, to tweet about it, to look people in the eye and say, I'm voting Greens and I think you should too, in order for me to, to summon the cosmic energy to do that, it has to be for a party that lines with my values and doesn't accept massive political donations and thinks that, you know, the rich people should be taxed to help poor people. I just, I need that to be the baseline for my entry level into politics to get excited yeah, about so, it. So what party. you're saying is like to be, to be invested in politics, you want human rights. Um, I just want something good. Yeah. 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 It's funny how that went so askew over time. Like, <laughs> Some people are into that. Yeah, but what's yeah. the point of being right if you're not powerful? If you can't do anything with being right, I bet well, that quote how do we is become etched. more powerful. I, I bet well, that actually, quote is etched is... on Murdoch's bed, by the way. <laughs> like, like a live, love, laugh quote, like in cursive font. Like, what's the point of being? What did you say? No, no, no. <laughs> so but if you can't do anything because you don't ever get power, then what's the fucking point of being right like you might as well mm. be a little bit wrong but actually powerful that's the whole pitch with the labor party is yeah of course we we do horrible things but um we at least suck it up get government yeah <laughs> well that's fine um well how do we get the greens more powerful you start a podcast that's for sure <laughs> yeah. and you become a member and you campaign and so obviously the whole project is to make them more powerful Tom, and this is my secret agenda for getting you on here which is mm-hmm. you obviously have a lot of sway now in the greens you know having the only podcast about Greens uh, in the country. And I just want to pitch to you my idea for what the Greens Mm -hmm. should do to become a bit more powerful, which is they should start accepting donations from (laughs) fossil fuel companies. They should start doing a little bit of the corruption because have you noticed all the powerful parties end up incredibly corrupt all the time Uh and then they have, you know, profit and power. If you can't Tom. beat them, join them. Yes, you know? exactly, Look, Gabby. That is great. Although there is a risk we'd become like the Labor Party, we would be corrupt and not win elections. And that really is the double whammy <laughs> for me. Mm. Like, you got to give it up to the Labor yes. Party to both be a hollowed out, uh, spineless party and still not even fucking win. That's I love funny. I love that they haven't won for several years now. And like, so it's like, hey, try something new. Try not accepting political donations. And they're still like, no, I think this is working. <laughs> I think, I think we'll it's working. This. Like, I'm not going to fix what's already, you know, like, why? If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, I'm just like, you could just... stick to this strategy, yes. Like, if you're going to lose anyway, try the radical option. Don't be a (laughs) cunt. It'd be amazing. (laughs) 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. This, I mean, I hope our, our podcast doesn't become, you know, constantly spiral around the same, mm. uh, this same argument. It does look likely uh, with the upcoming election that, you know, Labor, it's more likely that Labor will win a minority government than actually a majority in their own right. That seems to be mm. the way the electoral maths is working out. So it could be a real option on the table. Mm. Um, and of course, in that, in that situation, as we all know, the Labor Party will absolutely reach a deal with the Greens in order to form government because otherwise we either go back to the polls, which would be terrible for everyone involved, no one wants that, or you would hand over government to, to the Conservatives, which mm. we're told is um, the worst possible thing you can do, and, and it really is. So, so there's a real possibility that Adam Band becomes the most powerful person in Australia, isn't there? Because he's the only Green currently in the lower house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he if he's the difference between Labor holding power or not, he can basically call the shots. He can become a sort of dictator Adam, don't you think? <laughs> what, you know, like, if power goes to his head, what, what sort of future can Australia... You know, well, see, on, a, on a personal level, Charles, I think mm. if Adamant got power, that would be really great for music parodies because you could go into the Adamant stuff and then you could make it <laughs> That'd all. That would be good. Yeah, yeah like yeah, that. Yeah. For me, it's a great outcome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I don't know if Dictator Band works, though. Um, Dictator Band. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't think that I don't yeah. I don't think it gives a zing to be honest. Well, obviously, if if, if Adam doesn't like that nickname, then he will kill all satirists who <laughs> yeah, true. Put, put it out there. Mm-hmm. He will make everyone trans. Mm. Um, mm. Every yep. every uh, every sex dungeon will be solar powered. Oh, amazing! That, that'd be pretty oh, that's, good. That's actually yeah. good. And, um, and, uh, uh, and and Hamas will be our new ally. And I think Beautiful. that's 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 a vision for Australia that I I can subscribe to. That's why yeah. I'm fighting. That's why I'm yeah. podcasting. Every single week, Charles, yeah. to make that that future a reality, and then uh, I hope other people will join me in that. That's why you're adamant, Adam, adamant. Uh. <sighs> I'm sorry. Well, you heard it here you'll be, first. You'll be first against the wall, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! No, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing, Gabby. That's a bad sorry. thing. Sorry. Oh, I don't know what's good and bad anymore. <laughs> I, when it comes to government, I'm up for anything. I think if honest. if Adam Bant was our dictator, I think I would be lining up to volunteer to go against the wall. To be honest. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'd be I... lining up to get into that solar-powered sex dungeon. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound yeah. Good, yeah. Solar-powered is the deal breaker. Actually, I think if they announced solar-powered sex dungeons, they'd be lining up around the streets. It'd be like getting a rat test these days. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask though: Does your podcast go over the like sort of the way preferential voting sort of works? Because I think one of the things that like a lot of lefties sort of Oh god, I sound like fucking Alex Jones. A lot of lefties, um, a lot of lefties think is like, oh well, I'll vote for the what we said before. I'll vote for Labor, even though they do all these horrible things because they're more likely to get government. But am I correct in saying that you can still vote ethically if you align with the Greens? You could vote for the Greens, and does that somehow still become a vote for Labor in the end anyway? So like, why not go for the more ethical choice? That's sort of my way of thinking about it, but. It's yeah. Do, do. Yes. No. It's an extremely good point and a mind-bendingly infuriating 
wall that you come up to a uh, cup against all, all the time and yeah. we live in a multi-party democracy with a two-party mindset okay so everybody just thinks it is basically that choice and you have to choose the lesser of two evils but with preferential voting which doesn't exist in say the uk or the us that the, the yeah. sort of two democracies we often compare ourselves to uh if you live in a really safe labor seat um uh or you can vote number one greens and number two for the labor party and if we can increase the greens primary vote if you're, if you're in a la- uh, Labor seat and you'd like your local Labor MP to be a little bit more progressive and send a bit of a message, that's a, one way to do it. You can say, uh, look, I'd like you to be a little bit closer to the Greens vision of Australia, please, if you want to maintain my vote. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's very hard to convince um, the drips on Twitter, that's for sure, or people who are rusted on Labor voters or people who just don't pay that much attention and their parents have always voted Labor and so that's the, that's the only option they could do and voting for the Greens is they're constantly told is ridiculous and silly. Mm. But if, if, we, if you give Labor your vote no matter what, they will not move anywhere. They will not become any more progressive or reevaluate their strategy or pay attention to to you and other people in your community. Mind so, you, I don't think they're going to do that anyway, even if you yeah, do give your sure. vote to the Greens. But sure, but this is the little lies that I tell myself yeah. before I go to sleep at <laughs> yeah, night. Oh, okay, right. better to help us yeah. cope, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't want to be seen, I don't want to be seen as like being, you know, partisan here on this mm. podcast. Yes. If you want to vote conservatively, yes. but you want it to be a little bit more about farms, you can also put your vote for the Nationals. <laughs> um, you won't have any water and you'll have no money, but yeah. it'll, it'll, you can do that. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to make that clear. Uh, and and also, just for balance, arrested. Tom, I do want to mm. say, yeah, because we need to be balanced, um, mm. which is, you know, why isn't Scott Morrison uh, an unempathetic psychopath? Like, we, you know, like I put it to you that actually mm. he's a really great guy okay. and that you should vote liberal. explain why that is. Well, yeah. um, he he cooks great fish. Oh, yes. Yes. He does. Um, He's got yeah, and you know who name. else? You know who else cooked great fish? Mm. Jesus. Jesus. Um, yes. Yeah. Jesus did. Yes. Great fish. That's true. He's also cooking fish in the ocean by not doing yeah. anything about climate change and increasing oh. the acidity of that. Sorry, I got distracted. Mm. Smells great. Um, um, he loves musical theatre. I read Sean Kelly's profile, uh, the portrait of, of um, Scott Morrison, and he played Artful Dodger as a child in a community production of Oliver. And I can't stop thinking about that every Are single day. Are you fucking kidding? Consider yourself at home. Oh, my my God. (laughs) Consider yourself one of the family. That's amazing. Didn't even know he could sing. He can sing. And he believes in in God and Jesus, which is the Hmm. true and, and real way and uh, hopefully you know he can bring that kind of vision to uh, to our society i tell you he doesn't believe in god is adam bant godless no. fucking marxist socialist yes that's for sure yeah <laughs> is that enough balance yeah, yeah. that was that was great. i think that was that <laughs> was <laughs> flawless i think we'll cut that part. <laughs> i don't think we should i want everyone to know that scott morrison once played the artful dodger because now he's the artful dodger in government it's yeah. amazing it's like a kind of just begat what he became. Do you think, as someone who has observed Australian politics for a very long time, Charles through the chase, do you, is Morrison, I, I, he seems to be something of a black hole of, of even comedy. It's like, it's like he's so, he's so boring. I used to have a joke that he's both, both evil and boring at the same time. He somehow managed to get that sweet Venn diagram of being a, a horrific, evil person, but, with, with, but completely devoid of ideology or particular passions or motivating factors. Is that mm. fair to say? 
I don't think that's true at all. I mean, it, speaking as somebody who's got about three different live show tours out of yes. making jokes about Scott Morrison, I think right, right, there's okay. lots of grist for them. What is I the mean, thing, do you think? What, what is like the number one hook for the joke that you make about, about Scott Morrison? Well, it's just that there's like, you know, he just literally has a photo op for every single op- occasion. Like We have done multiple different iterations of that exact joke. Where it could just be because we're shit at writing jokes, though. That's <laughs> yeah, also that's true, an op- yeah. like it <laughs> could just be that we go, you joke. know what, it works. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, I think the thing that nobody realizes is that because we have such a sort of fragmented media landscape that you sort of exist in your own bubble and you think, oh well, th- that's the version of Scott Morrison that I see is the sort of idiot psychopath who shakes hands with people who don't want to shake hands with him during the bushfires, mm. but actually. You know, um, like because we, we were doing the thing about you know because we had this joke about how you know you could actually hijack a focus group for Scott Morrison and really fuck with them, right? You could just say, "Oh, I want to see him doing ballet," and then suddenly he'd turn up doing ballet. And then <laughs> we we looked for all the photos, and it's true you can find him doing ballet, ballet. You can do um, uh, see him playing pool in the pool. You know, playing AFL, rugby, soccer. Like, he just has a photo op for every single occasion. Last year, he built zero quarantine facilities, but he had 35 different photos of him in different high-vis in different trucks. Wow. That is is an astounding thing (laughs) to do during a pandemic, which is have 35 separate... High vis truck based photo ops like that is that's, fucking that's genius. More than like, once a fortnight, once yeah. a fortnight, the fucking PM is out there. Yeah, out there <laughs> saying, it's on the calendar. "Get me a truck. I need to." <laughs> and 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 that's why I think actually Sean Kelly's book does it best right, yeah. in terms of getting a sense of what he is, which is he's suburban, he's spiritual, he's well. There's four four things. What were the other two? They're all S's. I don't know. Spiritual, suburban, shit cunt. <laughs> shit nice. Cunt. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Stupid. Um, stupid um, idiot. Silly. The thing, the thing that, that stuck with me from that book that I, I still think about all the time now is is the appeal that Morrison makes. So we all make fun of how good is Australia, right? But that yeah. really is the appeal. And this is something mm. the right often has over uh, people like myself on the left. You know, we are constantly complaining and bitching about uh, everything that's wrong with society. And to enough people out there who maybe don't want to subscribe to that view of this country, mm. Morrison can make this appeal. This like how amazing this country, Australia is pretty much perfect. We don't need to change mm. too yeah. much. All we, all I need to do is protect you from the horrible changes that all these left people want to bring in mm. to take mm. away things from you, right? But this this celebration and this idea that Australia has arrived and is fully formed and perfected and we don't need to do any much about it. Like yeah. it's very how appealing. Lucky. Lucky country, which, you know, again, is not what the original quote about the lucky country was as made by Donald Horn. He was mm. making the point that we were a lucky, we, we were a country that had a lot of dumb luck and mm. was led by stupid people. Yeah. Uh, that's the very appealing, you know, um, uh, appeal that, that Morrison can present to the people of Australia. And obviously it does seem to cut through. Yeah. Mm. And if you're not paying attention much... It, it yep. sort of works. Like if you, if the only thing that, you know, like I think of politics look, for most people, well, not for most people, but for certainly a certain segment of people, which include a lot of swing voters, they pay attention to politics in the same way that I pay attention to NRL, which is hmm. I, I could not name 
for you who won the NRL Grand Final last year. But I'd probably have a guess. I'd say probably Rabbitohs, maybe Saints. Like, I reckon they were the two top teams. One of them, mm-hmm. probably. And then... Um, and then I would say, yeah, and there's a whole lot of bunch of rapists, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to name which team <laughs> had the most rapists, but I'd say probably, I don't know, the National Party. No, sorry, I mean, um, I mean maybe the, uh, the, the Parramatta or, I don't know, like, like, don't, don't you think, and drug scandals. My parents I don't know, voted maybe for rapists, mo- so I just vote for rapists too. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's just sort of a tradition, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like one of those things where you're just going, you know, like... <laughs> You sort of get this general impression. And so, therefore, the photo ops matter, the sort of Mm. big picture, oh, he wears an Australian flag on his mouth, he must be pro-Australian. Oh, yeah, I'm pro-Australian. Boom. Boom. Um, I think there is sort of something there. I think what happened over the summer, though, was a complete collapse of his ability to match the reality, you know, that reality, which is everything's fine, with mm. the reality that people were experiencing, which is everyone got yep. sick and things weren't fine. And there was a sort of – and suddenly and, – and I think, you know, for, for Morrison to sort of be able to attach himself to this general sweep of, oh, everything's fine, so we don't really need to change anything, mm. that has to be true. And that's where I think <laughs> there, there is a real opportunity to – I mean, not that it's going to be seized. Like, Morrison's definitely going to win. Like, don't get me wrong. But, you know, like, like, he'll just run a scare campaign against brown people. But but there is an opportunity there if somebody wanted to take it up. Although there are, there are fewer brown people coming, so they could actually be in a trouble. Like, yeah, maybe that's why oh, they yeah. really want to open the borders as soon yeah. as they can. So they can well, maybe a, a campaign against campaign. elite pro athletes or something like that like you know you know yes. what though i will say if they do bring back a scare campaign <clears throat> they gotta have it with the same pizzazz of the aids campaign in the 80s like i have never like bring back grim reaper going bowling that's what yeah. i want if they're gonna do it go hard i don't want to see just like a basic ad it has to be like scott morrison dressed in the full cloaked outfit with the scythe <laughs> bowling that's what i want killing the governor general yeah that's yeah. what we do yeah <laughs> oh Perfect. god that's that, that reference might have dated. But it's yeah. interesting because in that in that brief period where it did feel like things were getting better, you saw Morrison immediately go for the personal responsibility angle and we've got to wind back the government, right? Like the whole pandemic has played to a more left-wing collectivist view of the world and that we actually do have responsibilities to each other and we should have a government that could allocate resources to a, you know address major problems like a pandemic, okay? Mm. Then things got a little bit better and Morrison immediately went for this individuals, get the government out of my life bullshit. Then it all goes to shit, what do you know? And and hopefully you would, you would hope that the Labor Party and the left more broadly can take advantage of that and say, see how these conditions over the past two years expose the hollowness of this entire ideological outlook. Vote for us and we'll immediately get better. I, that's my, that's my, my broad hope is that we can try and make that argument and that the ridiculousness of personal responsibility in the face of a pandemic or in the face of something like the climate crisis mm. is exposed for the lie it is. I, I think that's a political opportunity for the left. I'm loving the balance here, by the way. Thank you for respecting the balance rules of the chaser. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. Every five minutes I have to say this legally. Um, I love the Liberal Party. Yeah, okay, yeah. continue. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you get an extra dollar for that. One of the sponsors yeah. of the show, yes. Yeah. No, no, but it's interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine who, who works for the Labor Party. Sorry. No, you weren't. We're not. No, no, and not. the Liberal Party. No. He works yeah, for okay, both great. sides. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> and... Um, well, Tom would actually say that they're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same fucking thing. Yeah. Man. 
But he was saying that their internal polling, and this is towards the end of last year in, in December, was showing that women, 25 to 45-year-old women, had completely abandoned Scott Morrison. But when asked why, they couldn't name why. It was just like... It, one of the unprompted responses was, um, it's just like it's, he's the type of person who, when he gets angry would go and hit a wall was the was one of the things that that no, was in one though. of the focus groups like that was an like, unprompted I'm sorry. response no 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 that's like that's Kyle energy like that's not <laughs> Scott Morrison couldn't make a dent in a fucking berry floss container <laughs> yeah he'd have to be effective to, to be able to You're like he couldn't you can't convince me that man can punch drywall there's no way yeah. sorry he'd, I didn't make a derailment he'd hire someone on a temporary worker visa to there you go yeah, yeah he'd hire like a rage room yeah <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Labor is certainly going very hard on what they presume to be Morrison's um, unlikability factor and will whack the name Morrison on everything, on every single failure. And mm. I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know enough. Maybe that is a winning strategy. You know, maybe there is enough dislike for, for this guy out there in order to, to pull a few votes over and... Um, Albo doesn't seem to have much cut through as yet either necessarily. <laughs> so you do need something to to as the mm. to, to offer as the alternative. One one would have hoped. Um, I I still and maybe this is ridiculous and naive. I still believe that people care about policy, or at least you can make them care about policy. And actually, a lot of the like election study stuff from after twenty nineteen shows that party leader is nowhere near as important as we would think it is if we followed all the media coverage. And you know, sure, the Greens. You, you beg all the arguments about the Greens not making government, but but the the Greens members I talk to who are doing door knocking, who are actually going there, talking to people face to face in meaningful conversations, fifteen to twenty minutes, asking them about what they care about, can very much get their head around the idea that giving tax cuts to massive billionaires is bad, uh, taxing billionaires to fund services is great, and there's absolutely no reason why dental shouldn't be a part of Medicare. Mm. Um, these are the things that the Greens are fighting for, and you can have the argument about you know whether or not they can they can implement them is is I think secondary to the idea of bringing people with you and 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 getting people on board that kind of vision and contrasting it with the the horrible conservative government that we can all agree we want to get rid of and a Labor Party that doesn't seem to have much fight left in them to to fight for those kind of big ideas. Mm. Well, on that hope, hopelessly naive note, um, let's uh, let's say goodbye to Tom. Oh yeah, and his podcast is called. What's your podcast called again? Oh, Serious Danger. His, his podcast Serious is Danger called, is a quote from Scott Morrison. All right, we played at the start of every episode, which you'll know, Charles, as you listen all the time. Um, <laughs> It's a quote from Morrison saying, I've always considered the Greens to be a real serious, serious threat danger. to Australia. So a serious danger to Australia, rather. So um, uh, that's where it's come from. Uh, but yes, people can subscribe to all the places where you get podcasts. I'd love people to check it out. And we do have a good sense of humour about ourselves, I hope, on the show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Gabby. Cheers. Our gear is from Rode Microphones, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. 
See you tomorrow. See you then. Bye.